0: we're ready to receive the word this morning. You know, it's been so much fun for me during this study. Recent study, a recent part of this study, I should say it that way. I was telling Pastor Joan about this. Just to go back and look at all these different healings in the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. See how these different individuals got healed. It's just been the different little nuggets That the Lord has revealed to me and and, and it's becoming so real to me right now. I'm telling you, if your heart is hungry and your heart is teachable, I'm telling you right now, you're going to get some revelation this morning that will help you in your walk with God. How many are ready to take your faith to the next level? I know I am, amen. Let's pray and we'll get into the word. Father, in Jesus' name, we open our hearts to you, Holy Spirit, as our teacher to lead us and guide us into the truth. We're not here to further any man's plans. This is all about you, my Lord. We believe for that anointing upon my life to present the truth. I believe for the anointing upon these people to see it and and, and hear it, the, the truth of the word. And that glory to God as we hear the word this day, Lord God, by your grace, we'll be sure. Not just to be hearers of the word, but become doers thereof. And because we're doers, we shall be blessed. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Go with me in your Bibles this morning to Matthew 15, and as you're turning there, let me remind you of the series we've been on for quite some time. I firmly believe we're going to be drawing near to the end of this uh, uh, message real quickly, Um, but you understand once again, every part of this sermon or this series could be broken up. Into its own individual teaching. I think you understand that. But what we've been teaching on in here. Is what manner of man is this. What manner of man was Jesus. When he walked the earth. And, and, and as his disciples. As his followers. What man or woman we should be. Right now. As we're living upon this earth. Now obviously I'm not talking about Jesus. And his redemptive work. Only Jesus could have done that. He was the only spotless lamb of God. Amen. But everything else that Jesus did in the Bible, he did as an example for us. The Bible tells us we're to walk just like Jesus walked. That doesn't mean we walk, you know, like Jesus walked like this. We walk through life like this. That's not what I'm talking about. We're called to do things just like Jesus. And we've seen from the Bible how Jesus prayed. And that's how we're supposed to pray. We've seen in the Bible how Jesus always walked in the love of God. We're called to always, everybody say always, walk in the love of God. In fact, the Bible says just a little bit out of the love of God is called sin. Did you hear that? And I understand that walking in the love of God isn't always an easy thing. How many know that's true? Because you know that walking in the love of God means we forgive others. Even when they've done us wrong. We still are called to forgive them. Pastor Dan, you don't know what they did to me. Well, say that to Jesus as he's up there on the cross for your sins. Did you hear me? What if he looked down from that cross? I'm going to forgive everybody, Lord, except for, 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 for James. I'm sorry, you're just sitting there. Because of what he's done, I, I cannot forgive him. Aren't you glad that's not the case? That didn't happen. Aren't you glad, James? amen but the bottom line is is we're called to walk in love just like Jesus walked in love and no one forgave like Jesus forgave amen and we're also called to operate in 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 divine authority just like Jesus and we're called to uh uh what are some of the other things we've looked at walking in love divine authority how we're to be found faithful How we're to handle the sufferings and challenges of this life. And now we're on talking about how we're to minister healing to others as well as receiving healing for ourselves. And so, what we've been doing is we've been going through the different instances in the Bible. There's actually 19 different teachings or uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Renditions or uh, uh, I'm sorry, examples. Thank you, my wife. That's why they're here. He helps me my little helper. Anyway, that's an inside joke if you've ever watched uh, Tim Hawkins see she even finished that one. And she's very and, she, and she's very pretty. Okay, anyway. Sorry about that. I got off track. Where was I now? Thank you. <laughs> 19 different individual cases of healing in the ministry of Jesus when he was here upon the earth. And we've looked at several of those. How many know that there's no better example for us than Jesus? There's no better example for healing than Jesus? Amen? Thank you, Lord. Now, before we go to Matthew 15, I want us to look at Mark 7. You can just look up there. You don't have to turn. Both of these sets of scriptures have to do with the same story. So it's Mark's account and Matthew's account of the same story. But I want us to see something here in Mark's account that I believe is important to understand before we go over to Matthew's account, okay? Okay. Verse 24 of Mark 7 says this, From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. How many know where Tyre and Sidon are at? That's good, because I don't either. But anyway. (laughs) But this was the only recorded time in the Bible, or in the Gospels, where Jesus actually went away or out of Jewish land. Israel, the nation of Israel. Okay? And this place, Tyre and Sidon, was very demonically influenced. Okay? And notice, Jesus, he entered a house and wanted no one to know it. But he could not be hidden. Now, does that mean that Jesus is really bad at hide and seek? Or does that mean something else? First of all, why would Jesus go into this house and didn't want anybody to know about it? He wasn't trying to you know, be uh, rude or crude or anything. I believe he was just trying to get away and get some rest. Or he was trying to get away and, and spend some time with his father. There are other occasions when Jesus left and went away and spent the whole night praying in, in the presence of his father. So I believe that was the case, but the Bible says he could not be hidden. Now, why would that be? I believe it's because of his fame. I believe it was voiced abroad what Jesus was doing amen in fact hold your place or go back over to matthew you're there in matthew go to uh, verse 29 real quick we're going to go back to mark in just a second here once people heard that jesus was in this house people showed up did you hear how i said that once people knew that jesus was in this house people showed up verse 29 then jesus departed from there skirted the sea of galilee and went up on the mountain and sat down there notice then great multitudes many theologians believe this crowd was over tens of thousands of people came to him having with them the lame blind mute maimed you know one of the meanings of that word maimed these folks had body parts missing okay And many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet. And he healed them. How many of them were healed? It says here that he healed them. Implying that he healed all who were brought to him. No matter what kind of condition they were in. I want you to get this. So the multitude marveled. When they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, limbs growing out. Glory to God, the lame walking, the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. What happened when the people saw the mute speaking, and the maimed made whole, the limbs grew out, and the lame walking, and the blind seeing? What happened? They glorified Healing brings glory to God. What about sickness and disease? What about poverty and lack? What about bondage? What about sin? Do those things bring glory to God? No, they do not. And do not let somebody tell you that it does. I hope you're listening to me. You might think that's a strange thing to say, but there are a whole lot of churches that preach that what you're going through, the suffering you might be going through, the sickness and the disease you've had to deal with all your life, God's trying to teach you something. What a bunch of junk. I said, what a bunch of junk. Why would God try to teach us something that's of the enemy? Hello? It's basically telling us that God doesn't have enough wherewithal to, to teach us without the help of the devil. Now, isn't that stupid? I mean, it's really idiotic if you stop and think about it. So these people are bringing glory to God. I mean, they're, I mean they're bringing glory to God. They are gl- glorifying God. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I go to Jesus and I can't walk, and all of a sudden I can walk, I am not sitting around just going... I'm shouting. I'm running up and down the mountainside because before I couldn't walk. If I go to Jesus and one of my limbs is missing and my limb grows back out, I'm giving Jesus a high five with him. Glory to God, hallelujah. Wouldn't you? You couldn't see, but now you see. You couldn't hear, but now you hear. You couldn't speak, but now you speak. What do you think you're going to be saying if you couldn't speak before? Jesus! Woke everybody up on that one. (laughs) Glory to God. I'm telling you. And because people knew that wherever Jesus was, people got healed and delivered and set free, no matter what kind of condition they were in, as soon as they heard that Jesus was in a particular place, they basically swore. What's going to happen? Church. People. Get the revelation. Just like Jesus. Same kind of works that Jesus did. They are supposed to do. Because Jesus himself said, most assuredly I say to you, the works I do. Are you hearing me? See, when I read about all this different stuff happening, I don't look at it and say, boy, that's a nice little thing. That's a nice little story." Friends, I get excited because I'm expecting to do those kinds of things. And listen, I'm not doing it in my name. I'm not doing it because Daniel Greenwald is such a good guy. I'm doing it in his name. In accordance with his word. As a child of God. As a Christian. As one who's supposed to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. To imitate Jesus. To be like Jesus. What's going to happen in a church where everybody gets that revelation? When the maimed and the blind and the mute and the deaf and, and all anything else demon possessed come through those doors. And they leap from here whole and healthy and free. People are going to be breaking down those doors to get in here. You know, I was pondering and I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, going, "I'm sure if you're like me, you're going, God, how's that going to happen? How's that going to happen?" And it was like it, it just—it just began to dawn on me the importance of us seeking His face. Are you listening to how I'm saying that? Going after God, seeking, praying to Him, coming together. Becoming holy as he is holy. And listen. I know that sometimes that stumps people. I'm just not a holy person, Pastor Dan. You don't know how many times I've missed it. And you don't know how powerful the blood of Jesus is. Holiness comes to us because of what he's done. But but you've got to be holy. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for, Lord? You've got to be magnifying that holiness in this place. We've got to honor the blood of Jesus in this place. We've got to come together unified with one heart, one soul, fully believing that God's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do in his word. All of us. I wanted to be like Azusa Street. No, 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 Daniel, you're wrong. Forgive me for saying that, Lord. I want it to be far greater than it was at Azusa Street. I want people to come through those doors on stretchers. I want people to come through those doors in wheelchairs. I want people coming through there that have been given up and are supposed to die in a couple days. I want them to come through those doors and I want us as a church to fight over who's going to go to them and lay hands on them and see them raised up and made whole. what they did. So it's a street. Glory to God. I tell you, this gets to me. This gets me fired up. Because that's my heart. Why? Because that's the heart of God. He wants people to know that it's not just about. Listen, listen. We can't just use our words and say, I love you. You know that God could have stayed up in heaven. And just shouted down to earth. Hey, I love you, and left it at that, and we still have been going straight to hell in a handbag basket. Isn't that true? But God didn't do that, did he? God sent his very own son into the earth to lay down his life for you and me, and to demonstrate to us the way we're supposed to be living right now as children of God. I'm telling you, those doors are going to be busting down with people. You might say, say, Pastor Dan, you've been saying this for a long time. Let me tell you a little secret. I'm going to keep saying it too. Until the full manifestation of what I believe comes to pass. I'm not speaking something that is arrogant or prideful. I'm lighting myself up with the truth of God's word. And when these things start to happen, listen, it's going to go off like popcorn in the microwave. The way I know how to do popcorn anymore. <laughs> but it's the truth. The other day, my wife, I want popcorn. So I get, me being the loving husband that I am, and having to go through all this uh, toil and trouble, I had to go, listen to this, I had to go into the closet, the, the pantry, and pull a bag of popcorn out of the box, wrap that plastic cover off of it, throw it into the microwave, and listen, this is the hardest part. Push the popcorn button. All by myself. But nothing happened at first. But Lord, I, I was kind of wondering where we go. going. Nothing happened at first. It was going. Nothing was going on. Nothing. Then all of a sudden, there's a miracle. Pop up. Oh, there's a couple more miracles. More and more miracles. Pop pop Miracles all over the place. Woo And it will be voiced abroad, just like with Jesus. We ain't gonna be able to be alone anymore. oh Lord, I see that. Forgive me, Lord. Humble myself. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? It's one thing to sit up here and preach it, but are you, are you ready for that? Because your life will change completely. I'm telling you, your life is going, if you're going to jump on this bandwagon, I want you to jump on this bandwagon because it's going to be a whole lot of fun. But it, you've got to understand this will change everything the way we live. We could come here at 10 a.m., start church, and not leave here till next Friday. I'm, you think I'm joking? Exactly what happened at Azusa Street glory would fall they wouldn't leave that place are you ready for that i want it i want it now my my heart's screaming out i want it my flesh is saying do you really want it don't you want to go home and be able to eat and rest and and watch your television and and go in your office and study and do those things don't you don't don't, don't, don't your flesh want to do that i mean it's true how many know that we're, we're creatures of habit and plus, here's a big one. I got a job. I got to go to work. And, and he's Nick. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is this. When something like that happened, that's why Jesus had to try to hide himself and get away. Because it got so hard for him to do anything. Not saying that he was not willing to, to lay hands on folks and see them raised up and be made whole. Because obviously he did that. My point is, it, once it happens, it's voiced abroad everywhere. And then all of a sudden, it's like, people will be coming out of the woodwork. Hey Amen. But think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Someone comes through those doors without an arm. And God lays it on your heart to go minister to that person. And as, I mean, I, go read the book on Azusa Street. The person is ministering to the person with no arm and the arm grows out. Get it? It grows out. I'm not talking about being healed of something, you know, a fever. Nothing wrong with that, but I'm talking about an arm growing out. I mean, I'm telling you right now, when I'm ministering to somebody and I'm and their arm starts to grow out, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, excuse me for a second. Ah, glory to God! A... Oh! I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be going to be happy. How about you? Why don't you be excited about that? And then when it happens, what happens? It will be voiced abroad. We'll have the news here. So uh, Pastor Dan, I heard that something like this happened. Was it just, did it, are you sure that really happened? I'm going to come see. Come here. Come here. Tell them. Tell them what happened. I once was blind. Now I see. You can sit there and try to come against it and say it ain't true. I can see. Glory to God! Boy, I'm off on this today. I ain't got very far in my notes at all. I'm telling you, I, I, I I sense in my spirit a breaking in the spirit. I sense in my spirit. we as a church body are starting to get this god is starting to move in the earth unlike any other time in the history of man convinced of it what it's going to take is for a church to come together unified one mind one heart god what is it you want us to do god we want your plan and your purpose for this service today if it comes down to it, when we're up here worshiping, and God says, worship me, we're going to do what? Well, we're going to stop the service, and we're going to go ahead and do our own plan. And then say, God, bless me if you can. Is that the way we're going to do it? Or are we going to keep flowing? Or are we going to keep worshiping? See, people can be healed in a worship service just as much as people can be healed during a healing service. The, the point being is God is God, and God's going to do what God wants to do how God wants to do it. And all I'm after is his plan and his purpose. Because if I find his plan and purpose, and I do his plan and purpose, the service shall be blessed. Amen. I want it. How about you? Let us seek his face. Let's humble ourselves and pray let's go after him with all our hearts and souls let's get our faith stirred up and let's release our faith fully expecting it to come to pass now i'm going to say something to you it's okay that we're a church family here right now i appreciate that but how many know that if everybody's born again in a service there's not going to be anybody getting born again in that service that if we all come together in a church service and not a single person is dealing with sickness or disease because that church body has been taught that healing is for them and they're all receiving it and they're walking in divine health how many know there's not going to be a need for anybody to be healed in that service but what's going to happen when you bring some of your friends out there who do not have Jesus Christ living in their hearts who if they died today would step up into eternity to go straight to hell what's going to happen when you get them in this place and let God take over and get born again what's going to happen when you invite somebody listen people you know who are dealing with sickness and disease come to our church come be a part of what god's doing in our church and when they come through those doors hallelujah god takes over they leave from here healed i'm growing in this i'm telling you i'm growing in this the other day i was sitting in cafe AM. in fact i was talking with brendan prior to him. i think he had just come in and a woman walked in and she didn't have an arm for a lot of people, you know what happens when someone walks in like that? It kind of, you know, it's kind of different. I won't say it's gross, but it's different. You know what I'm saying? You know what the first thought from my mind was? Oh, I want this so much. I want this so much for oh, my God. He's done so much for me. I'm determined to fulfill his plan and purpose for my life. I want to to reach this world for Jesus. And I know the importance of training up and discipling everybody in the things of God. But I want people in here who don't know Him. I want people in here that are hurting. I want people in here who are dealing with sickness and disease. I'm I'm serious about this. Who needs Jesus? They need Jesus. I'm not saying we don't. I want to... I want you guys to be so passionate for living for God that you go out of your way that wherever you go I am going forth on a divine assignment to find somebody for Jesus Christ and for the kingdom of God. And if you don't feel comfortable in it I like, you've heard me say this over and over and over and over again. Do you want anybody you know to go to hell it is real it is real hell is real and if you don't receive jesus christ into your heart as your personal lord and savior that's where you will go it's not god's will for your life god's will is not is that everyone Everyone on this planet, everyone who's ever walked this planet, and anyone who's ever going to walk this planet would be saved and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's His will. But Just because it's His will doesn't mean it's going to happen. We've got to invite people. Oh boy, i am gotten off on this now, haven't I? I appreciate you guys being here. You know I love you guys. But we've got to... We, my... I have been looking at, I'm I'm kind of going off on some of the things I'm going to share tonight. But that's okay. My heart is to grow this church. And it's not so I can have a big church. Oh, I'm expecting a big church. But it's not so I can go around and say, look at me. I am wanting to grow this church because I want to reach more for Jesus. I have come to the conclusion in my life. Is the real deal. That he is the answer. And everyone on this planet needs him. Everyone. So, what are we going to do about it? Make me cry. Get me excited. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The mute spoke, the named were made whole, the lame walked, the blind saw. Me. Glorify God. Glorify God. See, when we take advantage of what Jesus Christ has done for us through his redemptive work, that's when Jesus brings That's when we bring glory to him. Did you hear me? Don't get the mindset, well, God, I don't want to bother you. It's already yours. Why would you be bothering him to simply ask him for something that already belongs to you? I mean, if James came to me and said, Dad, can I, uh, can I, I need uh, my gun here. Can I have my gun? Example here in Church, but it is Montana, okay. But I was, I was just, uh, okay, here's another one. Hey, Dad, I need my phone. Can I have my phone? It's, it's my phone, Dad. Can I have it? And I looked and I said, no, you can't have your phone. You can't have your phone. I'm going to hold your phone away from you. Now, I know some people say, well, you're just disciplining him and punishing him. But if the phone belongs to James, shouldn't James have access to his phone? See how I'm saying that? The bottom line is, is God, all we're doing when we're asking God for something, we're simply taking advantage of what Jesus Christ has done, already done for us. And that's so important to understand. Again, it's like Pastor Jonah in the teaching, it's already done. It's already done. Jesus already accomplished the fact. All we're doing is taking advantage of it. And I know some people say, well, you don't want to take advantage of God. I'm not saying it in a negative light. I'm saying it in a positive light. I'm saying if it's been purchased through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I look at that and say, well, I don't want to bother God. Or I don't don't know if it's for me. I don't know if it's God's will for me. It's already been bought with the blood of Jesus. It already has your name on it. Christine, healing, Sonia, deliverance. Uh, uh run. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And it's the truth. I don't, I'm not gonna be able to get to where I wanted to get to. How we Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh my goodness. That's all right. Thank you, Jesus. I don't need my notes right now. The Spirit of God is in this place. I want so much for this church. To get excited about the things of God. To be hungry for more of God. To not, don't grow lax in your walk with him. Stir it up. Stir up the gift of God that's in you. Fan the fire, the embers that are inside of you, to that fire is burning brightly once again. When was it, last week or the week before, where, where uh, I was reminded in the book of Revelation, God says, I would rather you be hot or cold, but because you are lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I don't want to become God's loogie. I know I'm being a little gross, but isn't it true? I'm not the one who said it like that. I'm not making it up. That's what the Bible says. And so many Christians come to church, they hear the word, they leave from here nodding their heads, but they don't comprehend and understand there's no more passion in them. They don't really care anymore. It's only to come and get a little notch in their belt and go home and live their lives the way they've been living. And they've been circling the same mountain and having the same issue all of their life. Why not get a hold of this family? The flame, get passionate about it. Go from here, put the word of God to, into action in your life and change your circumstances. Rise up and be the child of God you were destined to be. So I am. God, that's my desire. Glory to God. You know, if, 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 please, please see my heart in this. Because I want, I'm speaking this for myself as much as I'm speaking it for you. I want to burn with passion again. What was, where's my phone? My wife sent me a uh, a scripture today. Let me know that she's a good wife. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Praise the Lord. hey everybody with me this is what she said this is what she sent me this is romans 12 11 from the passion translation probably the reason I'm, I'm off on this right now be enthusiastic to serve the lord keeping your passion towards him burning hot radiate with the glow of the holy spirit let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Boom. That right there is one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible, right there. In fact, that's, that's what I actually taught my first message at Ramah. We had to preach two sermons. My first, very first sermon I ever preached at Ramah was based off of that scripture. I, it wasn't the Passion Translation, but still, the bottom line is, I want to burn. How many times have you heard me say, Lord, catch me on fire so the world can watch me burn? I want to burn with passion. I want people to look at me and say, He loves Jesus. He loves Jesus. He's on fire for Jesus. I want it to be able to say that about you. Every one of you in this room. I don't care how long you've been walking with God. The bottom line is this. You need to stir it up. Fan the flame, like I said. Have you ever gone camping before? And all that are left are the little embers in there. Does that mean your fire is gone? Or does that mean that you just need to put a little, little what is that called? A little uh, kindling fire or whatever there and then fan it. And those embers catch that kindling and all of a sudden, boom, it starts to go up. You put more fi- wood on the fire, more wood on the fire, more. Wood. pretty soon you've got a burning fire again. I want to be hot for Jesus. I don't want to be cold. And I definitely don't want to be lukewarm. R- worm. <laughs> I don't want to be a lukewarm. I don't want to be lukewarm I want to be hot I want to be burning I want people to know I'm on fire for Jesus I'm not ashamed of Jesus I'm not ashamed of the gospel I'm not ashamed to take my hat off in a restaurant and pray over my food I'm not ashamed to sit there at a restaurant and talk about Jesus I'm a Christian I'm a follower of Christ and because I'm a follower of Christ, nobody is going to tell me otherwise. They can throw me in jail because of what I believe. Go right ahead because I know my God will keep me. And in the midnight hour, I'm going to be lifting my voice and praising God just like Paul and Silas. And then all of a sudden, here comes the earthquake. And the, the jail cell will start to shake. The chains will fall away. And I'll walk on out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I tell you, praising Him, that's one of the keys to staying on fire, getting back on fire. Praise Him. Praise Him. How many are, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, I'm just asking, no, I just, let me just ask it this way. How many of you take some time every day to pray in the Holy Ghost, if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost? How many of you are praying in the Spirit every day? I can honestly say there's probably some days where I don't, and I'm, I'm, I'm your pastor, and I sh- it should not be that way. Now, whenever it comes to my mind, I start to do it. But that it, shouldn't it be something all of us are doing every single day? If when we pray in the Spirit, it edifies us, charges us up. It makes us more sensitive to the Spirit of God. It, we are able to pray out the mysteries. Wouldn't that be something that we should be doing? And once you start to do it and it becomes a habit, oh my goodness, you talk about getting you fired up. Fired up for the things of God hallelujah get on fire for jesus you keep coming to this church as most of you know i am someone who is very passionate when i stand in this pulpit but when i leave this pulpit i want it to be said of me it's just the same i've said to you before you ask riley i'm the same here as i am at home i uh will mess with her just as much here as i mess with her at home (laughs) hallelujah the thing about it is so cool about riley when, from the time when she first met me to the time now where before I'd mess with her and she'd kind of you know take it and receive it and sometimes I could tell it kind of upset her you know or whatever the case was nowadays I mess with her and better be ready to get messed right back with her <laughs> she sat there and she popped me on the head four times yesterday and I said I'm keeping count I will get you back <laughs> hallelujah glory to god do you want to see these kinds of things happening that we just read about? That, 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 that people are bringing those kinds of people in here, the sick, the diseased, the bound? Amen. Why? Because when they come through those doors, Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the house. Oh, we're going all the way back around to that one scripture. Jesus was in the house. Jesus was in the house. Jesus is in the house. Listen, I know how life is. I know life is very busy. I know life can be a distraction to us. I know being married can be a distraction. I know being a parent can be a distraction. I know having a job can be a distraction. But the bottom line is, I've got to put God first in my life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto me. If I want to be the best husband, the best father, the best pastor I can possibly be, then I'm going to have to seek after him with all my heart. I'm going to have to keep my focus on Jesus. I'm going to have to keep myself stirred up. Amen. And when you keep yourself stirred up, that's when God's going to be able to tap you on the shoulder and say, Come on, I need you to go to Target today. I don't like going to Target, God. I like going to Wally World. I like going to go into Walmart. Because it seems like Walmart's prices are better than Target's. I need you to go to Target today because I have an assignment for you. So I go to Target. And when I go into Target, I go down an aisle. And God says, next aisle. Oh, what's on the next aisle, Lord? Go on the next aisle. And there's somebody sitting in a wheelchair. share a quick story in closing. Um. Todd White, thank you. Todd White was talking about one time him and his. He, what, he, what he does, I don't I know, he used to do this, but I'm sure he still does it, is he will always take his daughter with him, it seems like. For a while, his wife wouldn't even go out with him because she was so, for lack of a better way, freaked out because no matter where Todd White went, he was going up and ministering to people, just talking to them about Jesus, praying for them, whatever the case was. This particular time he walked into a place and and I want to say this time his wife was with him. She finally went out with him and they walked up to this woman and uh, she was in a wheelchair. (laughs) A person in a wheelchair with Todd White is like a magnet. Hmm. And he goes up to her and he says, you know, he begins to talk and everything else. And and the lady is pretty belligerent, not wanting him to pray for her. But the, she had her little d- granddaughter with her. And the granddaughter's, come on, Grandma. Let him pray for you. Go ahead, Grandma. Let him pray for you. And Todd White's wife is totally taken away. She's gone on the other. Ah, she's like, what are you doing, man? She don't want you to pray for her. Leave her alone. But Todd White's just smiling away. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I want you to just let me pray for you like your, your granddaughter. She says, it's not going to help. I have this, uh, what is it called? Uh, 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 what is it, Those, the metal things in your back? What, what is it, a rod? She had a rod in her back, and she had screws in her back and everything else. She could not stand up. It was impossible for her to physically stand up. And so Todd, White finally, after she finally says, okay, you can pray for me. He says, okay, in the name of Jesus, now rise up and walk. I mean, rise up and I mean, stand up. She said, I can't stand up. He says, stand up. She says, I can't stand up. And the little girl looked and said, Mom, Grandma, stand up. So the lady starts to push up, and next thing, you start to hear all this popping going on. Pop, 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 She stands up. First of all, it's a miracle right there. Now he says, walk. And at this time, his, his, his wife turns around the corner. just seeing this happen. And, 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 and he said, come on now, walk. And, and, and she's going, I can't walk. I can hardly stand. And she says, come on, walk. Walk with me. And she starts to. Starts to walk. Walking. She couldn't even stand up. When she went back to the doctor, all of that stuff, all of the metal stuff in her back was gone. It was gone. She was completely 100% healed. What do you think that did to that woman? What do you think that did to the granddaughter? What do you think that did to Todd White's wife? From that point forward, she never doubted him again when he was being led by the Spirit of God. Does God just want to do that for someone named Todd White? Or does God want to do that for all of us as his children, as Christians, as followers of Christ? I want to have a sensitive heart to the Holy Spirit. I want to be led by the Spirit of God every single day. Because, see, God will send us on the divine appointments. if we'll stay sensitive to him. Keep yourself stirred up. Keep yourself believing. And come this church home. You see, a lot of times services will go just like this one. I don't even hardly go to my notes whatsoever. But how many have received something this morning? How many have gotten something and you're leaving from this place a little stirred up? Listen, I'm going to say this to you, and you know that how, I, how I think about this. Don't just go from here and say, "What, Pastor Dan was fired up today. I don't want you to say that. I want you to say, God, help me to get fired up. Help me to get my fire burning again. I'm going to go stir myself up, Lord. I'm going to go seek your face, Lord. I'm going to lift my voice and praise you, Lord. I'm not, the lukewarmness is going for me. I'm getting, oh, glory to God, the fire's burning bright in me again. Get excited. Stay excited. Come back in here next week and say, Pastor, can I testify? I want to share something that God did through me. Amen. You know, it's time to start having some testimonies. It's time for people to start sharing some things that God's doing for you, through you. Amen. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. And when God is in the house, when Jesus is in the house, the one who does the miracle, that house isn't going to be big enough to contain all the people that are going to be trying to get you there. And I'm telling you right now, I'm prophesying this right now. Celebration of Life Church is going to be a church. Hallelujah. 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 If you're not there yet, that's okay. Just nod your head. And just come along for the ride. And that's okay. I'm not trying to make people, you know, put somebody, tell you you're going to automatically be way up here in your walk with the Lord right away and all stirred up right away. Stick with us. Keep coming. You're going to leave. You're going to find yourself getting hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter, and hotter for Jesus. And when that happens. Do not find it a strange thing. God taps you on the shoulder. I've got an assignment for you today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this word. We love you so much. We're so grateful, Jesus, for what you've done for us. We're so grateful as your children. We're supposed to follow in your footsteps and do your works. Give us that holy boldness, Lord, to step out. Step out in faith in your wonderful name. The sick healed, the maimed made whole, the lame walk, the blind.